Hi, uh, I'm Brent Feldman, and we're back with another episode of Mix and Matchbox. Today, we actually have a very special episode for International Women's Month, and I am joined by a group of Matchboxers. So, hello. Hi, everybody. Hello. hello. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we're actually joined by, individually, uh, Rachel, who's a lead content strategist here, uh, Alana, business analyst, Amber, digital strategy account manager, and uh, Jamie, our accounts director. And so they are actually here to kind of contribute thoughts on all the questions that we have. Today, I'm very excited to jump in, and I know that there's a lot of uh, perspective, hopefully, that we can gain from some of the questions here. So I'm super excited about it. Uh, yeah, and welcome, and hopefully we can jump right in. Sounds good. Cool. Um. I'll jump into the first one, which is how have women reshaped the tech landscape as well as the culture of tech? A really big one right off the bat, <laughs> bat here. Oh, yeah. Anybody want If we want to get back and like go way back in history, I will say, and this was, you know, surprising to me when I was younger and I read this, but like a lot of the computer programmers, the very first ones were women. Yeah. Um, you know, it was considered like a busy work kind of job that men didn't always want to like trouble themselves with. So, you know, women actually shaped a lot of like that process and, you know, that um, landscape as a whole, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, definitely. Was it not? It wasn't Rita Hayworth. It was um, oh, an old Hollywood yeah. actress. Ada? Add a Lovelace or something like that? No, that's not who I'm talking about. Now now I'm going to have to look it up while we're on this. <laughs> because there's a, there's an old, a really famous Hollywood actress who, oh, Hedy Lamarr. Hedy oh, Lamarr uh, came up with the modern algorithm. Like, she's sort of the originator of the algorithm or something like that. Boy, I better check my facts while we're actually doing <laughs> this before I go off saying something like that. Yeah, and I just wanted to fact check myself. Ada Lovelace was the one who was technically considered like the world's first computer programmer, but that was like back in the mid 1800s. So, yeah. yeah. Um, well, anyway, but yeah, Hedy Lamar had something to do with all of this as well. Um, something to do with like the algorithm that's kind of used for the internet, the creation of the internet, essentially. That is mm -hmm. cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, oh, Wi-Fi. Oh, that's what it was. Wi-Fi, GPS. She was like the originator of that and Bluetooth communication systems. She's basically pioneered that technology. Okay, so a little bit different, not the same thing. But but those are not small feats. <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah, and she was like a really famous, you know, actress back in the, the um, 20s, 30s, 40s. Um, but yeah, I mean, as, as far as today goes I, I don't necessarily because i'm not like a programmer or a analyst or like you know i don't do like super sophisticated tech things i don't know that i have the same perspective as other women in those roles and what that might feel like but um i know from from my growing up and my education like it wasn't always pushed on girls to exceed or excel in like math and science and stuff like that. I think there was there was a big hubbub about it in the, the 80s and 90s and in education in general that you know like more boys got called on. And you know, they would do like sort of studies and see that the teachers were calling more on the boys in math and science uh topic stuff. Whereas like the girls were more, you know, there's the stereotype of of girls being better at communication or whatever and, you know, things like that. And everybody's an individual. And I think that's, um, that's something that girls bring to the table though. You know, like I think women who our brains, like literally men's and women's brains are wired completely differently. So it can only improve certain ideas and thoughts and things. If you bring this other completely different way of thinking to the table. Um, I think, you know, cause like even in medicine and psychology, like primarily every study has been done on the subjects through the centuries. And, it, you know, it's sort of like, well, what about, what about the female subject? And, and we're starting to learn that, you know, like, even when it comes to like non, like 
uh, neurotypical versus you know atypical um, subjects. You know, women present with autism um, and Asperger's uh, symptoms differently. They're they're it presents itself differently than it does the male subject, and and that's why they don't get diagnosed until they're in their like twenties, thirties, whatever, um, and have to learn all these coping mechanisms and stuff. And I think it's it just it brings more to the table when you have like a different perspective that's cool actually oh sorry go ahead jamie <laughs> no, i was just gonna say from my experience so i am newer to being fully immersed in the tech industry but i've always worked kind of alongside it in some of my other roles and from my experience what i've seen and it may be the role that i've been in on kind of the account side is i have i tend to see females bringing the people aspect of tech in a little bit more. So while I've worked alongside developers or other men in the tech world, sometimes I'm bringing the perspective of our customer, of the person that's going to be using the tech and how that's going to relate to them. Not saying that men don't do that as well. I'm sure that they do, um, just as women are developers and work on more heavy on that, that tech side too. But I feel like I've seen that in my experience that bringing that more people aspect and kind of looking at it from a different lens. Yeah, I think like women, since we are evolutionary wired to be mothers, we are very like empathetic. And I think that's like a big thing that we also bring to the table is being able to like, understand like where a client is coming from and try to like ease situations and like bring that conflict resolution there um because you know that's we are natural like project managers in our day-to-day -day life i don't have kids yet but i'm sure like jamie and amber you could totally relate to that <laughs> uh absolutely yeah i mean it's the the, the peak of multitasking is motherhood i think <laughs> <laughs> Even though our brains can literally only attend to one thing at a time, so <laughs> that's that, that's really cool. Oh, Alana. Yeah, I can also agree that uh, women are more focused on users and try to find the ways how to make them happier, not just to make great product as they see. And um, from my uh, exploration. I understood that we try to find more different points of view and collect them and to like achieve the goals for every part of the um, audience, not only one small part. And um, I think it's the biggest uh, like influence of the women in technologies in general, like to bring more, em em sorry. Uh, to bring more diversity and uh, empathy. I can't say <laughs> this word, sorry. <laughs> but the empathy, I, I, I do feel like. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it <laughs> is a big part. Yeah. Um, and I will say, I feel like that diversity and opinion in general is like so helpful. And I mean, by the way, I'm going to just point out the uh, me being uh, a white <laughs> male uh, leading a discussion about <laughs> women's uh, involvement in tech. Uh, uh, trust me, I'm here just as a bystander and to receive the information that everybody provides, but uh, not being an expert or anything. But I do, I, I, I really appreciate the role of like, um, you know, the, the, perspective of diversity as well as um yeah the ux sort of um capacity for um injecting that empathy into you know sort of like whether it be user interfaces or how people interact with things i do feel like that if if we didn't have that diversity and perspective like honestly we're only seeing it in one way so yeah that's really cool okay i'll jump into the next question uh what are some of the biggest challenges uh, getting into a tech career or facing women in tech in general. Um, and, and, you know, basically, uh, we know that historically, maybe it's been even harder. Um, but, you know, things are getting easier, but it's not necessarily a direct path to get into the tech world all the time. Or, you know, do you have to have an engineering degree? But, you know, I guess maybe, yeah, what are what are some of those challenges? Even everybody here on the call is like personally faced uh, getting into the tech world. Um, I know. Oh, you want to go ahead? You take it. Go. 
because um, my way in technologists was pretty long and I think uh, mostly because of the stereotype that I'm a woman and it's too hard uh, to learn coding. So I need to know a lot of algorithm. Uh, I know I need to know math and everything. And in my like childhood, I thought that it's too complicated and I can't do it. It's not for women. But after several years, after um, finishing some courses, I understood, oh, it's not so hard. I didn't need anything that I thought I need. And uh, uh, I was a victim of my own stereotypes about women. Oh, mm. oh but hey, we just got a new perspective. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that's like the stereotypes, both yeah. coming from other people and what you internalize growing up. You know, like when I really sit down and think about it, there are a lot of times where I probably could have pursued more of a math or science career if I wanted to, but in my head, I would always tell myself, no, I'm a writer. I am more like a creative thinker, which it all worked out. I love, you know, writing and creating content for websites. But I think an, another spin on that too was like with writing, it was like, oh, well, you're going to be like writing for a news station or like an author. Like I didn't know that the tech industry was a way I could translate that you know, it, it seemed like this kind of bigger, more like scary entity that wasn't as open to women. And then, you know, that as I was interviewing places, you know, my confidence like wasn't there. And, you know, I felt almost like I had imposter syndrome when I first joined. But, you know, to Alana's point, as I got into it, I was like, wow, this isn't as like big and scary as I thought it was. You know, it's just a matter of like, learning and growing yourself as a professional and yeah anyone you know any woman can do it yeah I, yeah i mean like my education background i started off in college as a biomedical engineering major and you know like i had all of these well these things that were pushed upon me i think from my own family background because i had a lot of engineers in my family and um you know like my dad got his degree in chemistry my brother was a mechanical engineer um and that kind of thing but i think i felt very underrepresented in my own classrooms and felt like um like i wasn't going to be able to succeed and i eventually did get my degree in, in english literature um and you know like ultimately that is what i loved and what i cared most about but i think um yeah it was my own bias it was my own like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not as smart as these men. I'm not, you know, like the things that I told myself and imposter syndrome is like, from, from many of the women that I speak to just as professionals, more women that I run into have imposter syndrome than any men that I have ever come across. And I know that even when it comes to ap application process, um, when you're applying for a job, it, um, I don't know the exact numbers, but statistically, more men will apply for jobs that they don't have the background for because they're very overconfident about like what they're going for than women will and women will under like cut themselves and be like well it you know it has this one extra thing in there that i don't have so i'm not i can't apply you know and like you know there's and i don't know if that's somewhat wired into like men versus women i don't know um but but for myself you know i yeah there was always like this sort of lack of confidence when it came to like if it's a bunch of men versus me applying for a job or like whatever that kind of thing mm -hmm. um that's i mean that's been my experience so Ooh, does that have an impact on how you talk to other women or you know i guess girls in school about your career in terms of like you know maybe trying to like you know motivate them or telling it's possible like you know helping assist in that you know sort of like no it's cool please you know mm -hmm. you sh you should be here too yeah well if i had more exposure to young women who were in who were school age right now and of course i have two boys so like i'm not even going to be able to like <laughs> coach <laughs> my children on anything but um but yeah i feel like uh girls today should go for whatever they want to go for mm -hmm. like you know there's there's you know women can can play all kinds of sports now and and all kinds of amazing things and so um and it's not i'm not like we're all equal I understand that there's biologically a very big difference in the 
the, the way that our brains function. Like, so we can't be the same, but um, we bring equally amazing things to the table. Um, and, and I do feel like there's just, I don't know if there's just more anxiety or fear from some women. Um, and I'm hoping that's changing. I'm hoping that education has changed. Um, and, and again, I have boys, so I'm not really going to be privy to what it might be like, uh, as a girl right now. Yeah. And I also think like a lot of women maybe aren't given the proper like tools where it's like, you know, there are so many um, ways to educate yourself if you do want to break into the tech industry. You know, I'm, I'm sure Alana, like you could speak to all the coding resources there are out there or even just like um, classes you can sign up for. You know, I taught myself SEO. I had like the writing aspect, the marketing, you know, mindset, but that was kind of the piece that was missing. And I didn't realize that there were so many resources out there and that, you know, if you have the drive and you really want to get into it, you know, it's there for you. And like, um, the, I would encourage a lot of other women to reach out to women in the tech industry. Cause I think I actually reached out to Colby who used to work here and asked her like, do you have any advice on, you know, how to kind of get myself into this arena? And, you know, it just worked out that I ended up working at Matchbox, but I did message her cause I was like, she's a woman in tech. I aspire to be that. And I encourage other women to do that. Like, don't be scared to approach other women that are in the spot that you aspire to be. Cause like as a woman in tech, I, if someone approached me, I would like welcome that with open arms, you know? Yeah. I think I was just reading an article before this cause I was trying to prepare a little more for, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, uh, but one of the, there were like three things listed for women in tech who, felt were missing and is why they like change jobs or whatever it was. One of the things is, is a female role models and mentorship. Um, and that is something that, you know, like I, I myself being a busy working mom, like I, I don't, I find that I maybe don't have time to like mentor somebody else, you know, another woman in this industry. But, um, but I know that I would love to have, you know, I love to have that kind of person that I could call on and be like, you know, how would you handle this situation or whatever? So cool. Jamie, yeah. Alana, did you have any? Uh, oh. Yeah. I also read about the role models, and uh, the first thought was hmm, is it so important? But then I start to collect my own uh, experience. And uh, I remember that I tried to find the women who was uh, like successful in uh, technologies. And then I understood that for the first years, it's very important to have some mentors or just understanding that women women can be really successful in any kind of technologies, no matter is it coding or any other uh, spheres of digital. That's cool. Wow, uh, awesome. Well, that that is that's really cool. And I, the and the next you know question here is really about like you know um, because I think we t you know uh, everybody touched on this just a little bit, but I mean like are there still you know in anybody's opinion uh, cultural strides that need to be made in order to um, make it you know either better or um, easier for women to get into the field. Um, Well, I I would say the answer to that is obviously yes. I think there definitely there's definitely still work to be done, right? But I will say that I think um, I've seen a very significant shift in even if it's just the last ten to fifteen years. Um, I mean, I don't know how much I hear now, and I do have a daughter, but how much I hear now about STEM and um, the push for getting girls specifically into programs, whether that be engineering, math, science, whatever it might be, and just the general sense of making things like science and math more fun for children. So I think that push that's happening is going to be incredible. Um, and I think we will see in the next 10 to 15 years, more women in tech just because of that, because it really has been a focus for educators to to make that something that is more top of mind for for young girls. The other thing I would like to mention too is around um, flexibility in the workplace. I think I see some of the most flexibility in the technology industry, honestly. 
from my experience as well as just what I've seen other people experience too. I think people maybe just don't know that as much. You know, a lot of the work that's done in the technology field can be done at any time. <laughs> um, and so I think there is a huge piece of flexibility there that is so important for women, um, especially working mothers. Mm -hmm. So I think just um, making that more well known and really leaning into that, uh, companies that are in that, that industry leaning into that will make um, and attract more women to the field. So I completely agree. And maybe it's, again, I, I speak more from the perspective of a mom in in this industry because i've worked i've had jobs in the past where like um you know i have two children so you know i would take a maternity leave and i would come back and i'd have to do things like pump um because you know that's what i wanted to do to feed my baby and so you know i've had to like take over an entire conference room and lock the door just so that i could like you know like i know that there are laws in place for things like this but i also know that every work environment doesn't naturally have a location for things or, or stuff like that and so you know i think from as as a working mom um my perspective is that of like i think that needs to be a huge consideration um because if you get to a certain level as a working woman and you do potentially have children like you're at an age where you're more senior and you know, you're going to have to take time off work for certain things. And so, you know, like you were saying, Jamie, like flexibility is a huge, is a huge part of it. Like being able to take time off when my kids are sick or whatever. Um, and I know too, like employers should really look at um, gaps in employment with women with children, because, you know, just because a woman took off a few years to stay home and raise her kids does not mean she isn't just as qualified. Um, for a position, um, especially if she kept up with, you know, sort of like the learnings of that industry or whatever. And I know that that's something that a lot of women choose to do because childcare is expensive um, or, or whatever. So, but again, I've got the mom perspective, not <laughs> other things. Yeah. And I think, you know, for companies as a whole, too, I think as employees, it's really easy to see through like the companies that are just checking a box when it comes to diversity. And that's not just with women, that's with, you know, uh, people of color, L LGBTQ communities, things like that, you know, like it's very transparent. I feel like in today, in today's climate to like pick up on that and know like, are they genuinely like wanting me for my skills or is it just to check a box, you know? Cool. Well, um, I think that, um, honestly, that it it's interesting, and this is just from, you know, my perspective here, too, <laughs> I tossed this in, because <laughs> not me, but regardless, I will say the flexibility in the workplace, I take that, you know, super seriously, because my, my wife, too, is a working mother, and, like, having the flexibility to work at home for her was uh you know like really impactful and especially for yeah things like as simple as like yeah breastfeeding thinking that yeah you don't have to go uh or or work out what conference room you know quote unquote you're gonna have to take over you can do it in the comfort of your own home so i really i i do hope that um you know being able to work from home brings more opportunity for people who need flexible work schedules um so that it does it expands uh th that that reach so that we can, you know, sort of get those people into the workforce as opposed to them having to sit on the sidelines or feeling like they must because of, you know, the life <laughs> and things that happen. So yeah, I, I'm definitely I'm 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 excited about that that progress to work for home for that reason. Um so how does marketing as a career path affect the nature of women in tech roles? I'm just gonna come out and say. I see more women in marketing and advertising than maybe other tech industries because there's so much when it comes to like empathy and communication, it involves like working together and collaborating. Um, and not that other tech things don't, um, but it just means that, that I think women maybe feel more comfortable in marketing and, and, and that being their avenue into tech potentially. Um, and, and I don't know if, if that, you know, I'm sure there's some sort of systemic thing that, that causes that, uh, but, but that's what I've 
scene and I feel like that makes it a good entry point for women to get into tech and then maybe they'll be introduced into things that like they become passionate about and can really like focus their career on and it may take them in a totally different direction but I think it's a great entry point for women. Yeah, and even just, you know, starting in a junior like kind of marketing role, it's another way to kind of move into a leadership role too, which, you know, was something I was able to do and like, you know, pretty early in my career, which, you know, I never envisioned at this stage in my life, which is, you know, very exciting for me, but um I think for a lot of women, you know, they they build that confidence and as you said, you know, they all these other doors are opened through you know, maybe coming in into that junior role and they're able to find the mentors, learn the skills and really grow in whichever direction they want within like the marketing industry or just the tech industry as a whole. Yeah, I think that um, for me, when I was going to school, the I have a marketing advertising background. Um, when I was going to school, it was not even a consideration to like tech was not it was not even anywhere on my radar or really honestly anyone that i knew or was friends with um it was really for the most part where i went it was really like do you want to be a teacher or do you want to go into mark or a nurse <laughs> um or go into marketing or advertising um i actually initially started um to be a teacher and for a variety of reasons ended up in advertising but even then in advertising it was okay all right now you're in advertising do you want to be creative or do you want to be um on the account side like it was literally that those were the simple things that were asked and you had to make those decisions <laughs> to go into the field and that wasn't i mean i hope, like to think not that long ago right <laughs> um but i do think it I, I i have to imagine it has changed right like the conversation um while you're at school and college has to have has to be somewhat different now than than what what it was then but i i agree i think that marketing advertising feels like a very natural role for for women to be in and that as a a door into a techno technology role of some sort makes so much sense um and feels like a really natural fit yeah, and uh, you know, uh, I watched statistics about the uh, women in technology in Ukraine, and uh, marketing takes uh, sixty-four percent of um, like women, uh, comparing to the men. The uh, only other field that we have more women is uh, human resources. Mm -hmm. so, as 90% of women are there. Yep. But not too much women in uh, technical, technical uh, specialties, like 17% or something like this. But you now the most marketers that I know are women and only several of them are men. So I think it's really like a great uh, starting point to be involved in technologies and then uh, women can find uh, the better way how they can develop like in marketing or even switch in other technology professions like it's like organic way to be a digital specialist yeah and, and you know what's really cool like i know this doesn't have to do with marketing as an entry point but tech is one of those industries where like you don't even have to i'm gonna say this with a little trepidation you don't have to have a college degree like if you're that person who figures out how to do something amazing and you're just tinker around with stuff with your own life experience, sometimes that leads you in a direction that <clears throat> college publications, if you're learning something in a classroom that involves a textbook of any sort, it's gonna be outdated by the time it's published. Like uh, things move so fast in tech and so fast in digital marketing and things like that, that um, there's no way college curriculum could keep up with it really. I mean, they can teach you the basics, but it's it's going to be a lot of on the job learning, and so that's where, like, again, you know, in industry of marketing, you're going to get on the job experience that will help you maybe um, shape what you're going to do. So. Cool. Um, as far as some of the lessons, maybe that everybody has learned while in this sort of industry, whether it be you know like marketing or tech. Um, 
are there any like nuggets or takeaways you would like to like you know pass on um about whether it be you know like things through the job or people that you've faced that you feel like that there's you know some sort of lesson in in that is important for maybe other people coming into the industry to know or understand i think the most important part is to be ready learning always i think uh, it's uh, that kind of profession that you can't stop learning everything changes so fast and even if you want to go into the maternity leave uh, you will return in several years and everything will be changed and you need to be ready for this and I think it's the biggest challenge because not every person is ready to learn always and to pass courses videos everything um, it's a big challenge for some of uh, women too, especially with kids, when you need to have this extra time for learning. Yeah, that's, that, that's been my biggest, honestly, my biggest takeaway in my six months so far that I've been at Matchbox is really that things change so quickly and having like an open and curious mind is probably one of the most important things because many times, just from my experience recently, Many times when I ask a question, there's not just a one, there's not just one answer. There's multiple ways that you can do it and different ways to approach it. So um, being someone that it, that works very well under a schedule and process, also having to have that flexibility of knowing it's, you know, it's not always going to go exactly how you expect it to. And you have to be open and flexible and um, and just curious as you move throughout, whether that be a project or, or whatever it might be. Uh, I learned I learned to read the room sometimes um, in ways that I probably wouldn't have been as cautious about, you know, maybe how I communicate or things like that, because I have experienced um, male clients who, you know, are just, will not look at me in the room because they think I don't know as much as like my male counterpart, you know, like I don't get the same level of respect and, and not that they're being outwardly disrespectful. It's just this innate thing that they just have this assumption internally that I might not be as, you know, like analytically inclined or, you know, whatever as, as my male counterpart. And so I have experienced, you know, I have to learn to figure out, First of all, that I don't have to prove myself to anyone. But second of all, how how can I do my work in a way that does show that I know what I'm talking about and I'm not just, you know, some warm body that they're keeping because they have to meet a quota or whatever. Um, but also, you know, I've, I've learned about professionalism um, because tech can be a very casual industry. Tech is one of those industries like you can kind of show up dressing in a way that wouldn't be okay in a more corporate environment. Um, but but you also can't maintain that casual demeanor all the time. Um, like there's, I've learned about boundaries and, and things like that when it comes to being in this industry. Um, and I, early on in my career, I had a female executive who um, was sort of like, you know, kind of helping me out with certain things. And I was um, you know, I very flippantly use the word love about something. I'm like, oh, I'd love to have you come in for blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you can't use that word. You shouldn't, you know, like she, she was very adamant about certain aspects of, of professionalism. And so, at, you know, I, I'm always very careful when I'm typing up messages and things like that to like, am I communicating what I, what I'm trying to communicate to a client or in a situation? Um, doesn't mean I don't, you know, fall back into more casual ways of talking sometimes, but, um, yeah. Th yeah, those are some of my takeaways. And to that point, like as a copywriter, or when I do like uh, create copy for a website, I've gotten from male clients where they're like, this is too light and fun. And like, they just assume because I'm a woman writer that my writing is going to reflect that, you know? And so, you know, that, that's been a challenge in some instances, like with that, or even um, as you were discussing, Amber, like the whole they'll listen to me say something, then they'll turn for validation from like a male counterpart. And I think my biggest piece of advice would be 
always be your own cheerleader, not your worst enemy. Cause it's so easy for um, me as a woman to fall down that like slippery slope of, well, do I, do I actually know what I'm talking about? Like, does he maybe know more than me? You know, you start to question yourself and you have to like silence those little voices and find that inner confidence and be like, no, I do. Like, I know what I'm talking about, you know, despite the reaction you might get from clients, cause you can't control their reaction or what they're going to say, but you can control your demeanor and your confidence. So yeah, I would always, you know, advise women to, you know, ignore that little voice in your head that's saying you're not good enough because we are born with it, unfortunately. Um, everyone is in a way. So yeah, always have confidence in yourself. And cool. Awesome. And don't underestimate yourself, mm -hmm. you know, enough to be here. That's great. Awesome. Um, okay, big question here. What are some of the biggest opportunities in tech for women? I mean, I think like leadership roles in general, I, you know, I think once you enter the tech industry, you're able to kind of grow yourself as a professional, your skills, and there's a lot of upward more uh, mobility there. Um, you know, so I think that's one avenue where there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah, it, it, it's available. I, I do know that there's still a lot of statistics out there where the C-suite is just one of those places where there's a very small percentage of women. Um, and, you know, I think it's really great to see, you know, companies that, that, are doing things differently. And I know it didn't last very long, but I know like a lot of, you know, like Yahoo had a female C CEO for a while and she had just come in off of maternity leave. So like it was for me, I was like, woo, <laughs> mom is a CEO of a tech thing. Um, but but yeah, it's it's if you can find that opportunity, that's great. I would like to see more women in those roles, honestly. Um, mm -hmm. But when it comes to opportunities, like I think if if you find yourself at least at a company where there's more freedom to share your thoughts and your ideas and you're not in a place where you feel like you can't open your mouth and say something, um, if you have a good idea, I mean, that's that's your opportunity. Like if you if you find a solution to a problem that people haven't considered before, run with it. Um, because that that idea is your opportunity, I think, a lot of times. Also, maybe to women, like, don't be afraid to start your own company if that's an avenue you want to go down. You know, I feel like that isn't talked about enough. And if you want to be a woman CEO, it's not the journey for everyone. But if that's something that interests you, you know, have that confidence and go for it because, you know, we need more, more bus women-owned businesses out there. Jamie, any other big thoughts? I don't know that I have anything different to share than what Rachel and Amber shared. But yeah, for me, it it really is the leadership thing. And I see it from both sides, Amber. I see it as um, there aren't as many. So that leads me to think it's an opportunity. <laughs> um, I think we definitely have to push harder for it um, to get there. But I think that's probably the biggest opportunity that I would see. I think also uh, technologies is a great way to be uh, independent more and to grow your career and be sure that you have enough experience, enough uh, salary, everything to be independent in any uh, situation. Because, uh, you know, a lot of women... Uh, left Ukraine and moved to other countries and uh, I thought so a, lo a lot of different courses and programs that they can uh, learn and uh, like become a uh, designer, manager, engineer, any profession and to start their life from scratch in technologies and it's really easier than any other profession in country you don't know. Hmm. That's great. Um, I will jump on the back 
bandwagon of women and leadership in general uh i do want to say that like i feel like those those are um really big opportunities for companies to you know kind of progress and grow and uh and really and just make sure that they're including the op opinions of others uh, and, and and I think for a long time, uh, you know, there has been this kind of male hegemony in, in tech that, you know, seems to um, persist. Obviously, it seems like it's getting better, you know, but I, I will say that, um, you know, the more uh, that, that those um, companies can show strength through the leadership of, you know, kind of empowering women through the company, I feel like I really hope that that does um, broaden everybody's opinion, perspective, and, you know, just makes every every workplace healthier, too. So I do. I think that is super important. Um, so I guess as far as what, you know, what would, what would anybody say is the starting point um, for, you know, shaping perception of what a tech job is for women who want to get into the field? Um, you know, uh, where, where can people, you know, find that entry point? I know that we've talked about like, you know, marketing in general, but, um, how, you know, how can people find, you know, where to jump in for themselves? Like, and, and I know that this probably comes from like different perspectives, different opinions, you know, like, um, things that you're either interested or, you know, learning about, but yeah, where, and whether that's your own perspective or what you can encourage others to do, but yeah, where, where can people find those starting points for women, especially? There's a lot of online learning opportunities, like tons. I mean, look at any sort of software or like community where there may be people who are in tech. Um, there are all kinds of courses that can be found for free. Um, so if if money is a barrier for some people, I know there's a lot of free opportunities out there that um, anyone from Google to whoever might be uh, out there to be available um and you know like you know some women may have a more uh be more inclined from an analytic mind and a logical mind and some women may be more like mechanically inclined and i know that there's opportunities there too um if you know if, if for someone tech isn't necessarily um like a, a software type of thing you know it's it's more of a you know building out the hardware and the the physical tech uh, or the physical aspect of tech. I'm speaking in generalities because I don't even know what the, <laughs> what some of those things are. Um, but but I know that you know, getting online and just searching for stuff that you know, take you know take classes and learn um, learn on your own. It's so many opportunities. Yeah, I know. Excuse me. I know uh, some universities will do like kind of just quick programs where you can just join just to learn certain skills. Um, so definitely always check out your local like colleges and universities. Um, there's also, so like Amber said, so many online resources. You know, if you do have the money, definitely, I know SEMrush has an academy, Yoast does for um, SEO specifically, and I've even taken those courses and they're great. Um, and I know there's, I think Savvy Coders is one Alana that they have for um, coding. I'm not in that arena, but I know there are a lot on that front as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead. A, a lot of courses and uh, free. And I, I remember that when I started, uh, one of the helpful resources for me was uh, free code camp with a lot of information and practical and theory um, about code and now they even have more uh, different uh, courses so you can select oh do you want coding or maybe testing or might it be something else uh, and don't uh, why don't you to use uh, YouTube a lot of videos a lot of free videos is especially for every entries who want to understand what uh, are the opportunities what uh, are the differences between technologies or and um, it's very helpful to understand what is your way and uh, to try. It's uh, the biggest thing, start and try and understand then, is it for you or no? Yeah, and I think a big thing is don't get too overwhelmed. There's so much information out there. And that was like my issue at the beginning is I was trying to learn it all, all at once, you know, <laughs> and I would just like burn myself out. And so, you know, just 
try and like maybe read one or two articles a day or start with one part of a concept. Like with SEO, there is so much to learn and I'm still learning every day. Um, but start with just best practices and maybe move into some specific like strategies or if you want to get into technical, you know, slowly approach those topics, but do not feel like you have to know it all before you apply somewhere. You know, even just a basic starting knowledge is going to is going to take you so far, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And going back to uh, something we talked about earlier around mentorship is uh, because of that point you made, Rachel, about there being so much. I mean, I remember when I started first started Matchbox, I was like in my head, I'm like, oh, is there just like a general course I can take to help me learn about digital marketing? Um, sure. There's a lot out there to learn. So I think finding someone that you uh that you trust and um can act as a mentor to guide you like where should i start and they can even probably just ask you general questions around what is your background what interests you to help guide you here's a good place to start start here and here's some other courses you can look at because there's so much so many resources out there but finding where to start was kind of the hardest part for me so i think the mentorship piece of it um so as someone looking to get into the field, trying to find a mentorship, and maybe just for some of us that are in the field, um, figuring out the best way to keep ourselves open for that mentorship um, and uh, internships. And that's kind of probably most industries, but like this feels like um, even the most opportunity when it comes to internship, I think. Um, so looking for those places that are open to it, and even if they're not necessarily um, advertising that they have internships, just like going and asking if you can do it. You know, would you be open to this? I'd love to help you do this. Or I'd love, I'm, you know, I have a passion for SEO. How can I help? Um, those are probably good starting points. And, and giving the basics of certain aspects of uh, just, you know, like math and logic concepts and things like that, like when it comes to certain aspects of tech. And I know, you know, for me, just like learning Excel, like knowing some tricks and great things in Excel helped me to do better research and analysis of data and things like that. And I know like this much compared to people that I've I've been around. Um, and and you know I know that there's plenty of of creative ways to learn how to use things differently as well. And and some of those like newer concepts are pretty cool to engage in as well. Cool. Awesome. Uh, those are all, uh, I feel like super important for people to know how to, you know, break in. And I do want to just uh, echo the shout out to Savvy Coders, actually, Rachel, that you had mentioned. Uh, definitely, they're, um, they're a friend of the show, have been on the podcast. Uh, so that has actually been uh, really neat. And they do, they offer uh, ways and, and, and definitely have a lot of women who go through the program uh, for Savvy Coders and get into like data analytics or programming. So uh, yeah, that is, yeah, that is definitely a neat avenue and good way in. So just to shout them out too. Uh, and also a women-owned business too, which is great. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, the next one, it, it, it it's maybe, you know, uh, kind of going back to a, a, something we've talked about a little bit. But um, as far as like, you know, it, other things that are left to be done or what are things that maybe, you know, em employers or actually women can do to help make the, you know, job market uh, better. Or I, I know that, you know, it's been thrown out of like kind of like, yeah, be your own proponent and, you know, help lift each other up. And and I feel like that, you know, that's definitely that's extremely, you know, good advice. Um, but like, yeah, are there anything else that, you know, either businesses or women can do to to continue making strides? I think being a cheerleader for other women, I know that there's a sometimes, especially professionally, when there are fewer women in an industry, there seems to be more competition for roles because it's like you see a business maybe only hiring a certain percentage of women. And then, um, and I think that just, I hope I'm not <laughs> biting myself in the butt by saying this, but women can be competitive with each other. Um, and I think, uh, more women being cheerleaders for other women uh, in this industry or just in the world in general, <laughs> I think would be really helpful. Um, but also, um, 
to to the tech industry um i know one of the things that seems scary to me even now of like more intense like tech type stuff is um you still get this perception that it's like your work is your life um and i feel like it's really important to if your company does believe in a work-life balance to express that openly because one thing that can be very scary um, is thinking that you have to jump into this company and now your coworkers are your best friends. Like you spend all your time at work. Like you think about work when you're at home, you know, you're going to crash and burn real fast and jump out of that industry. But like if companies have a healthier balance they present to their employees, then you're going to have better retention um, overall. So I mean, that would be my advice to the tech companies in general. I feel like women sometimes are under the perception that they have to choose motherhood or work sometimes. And like now, you know, to Amber's point that she was talking about uh, earlier, you know, the flexibility is huge. And it's like, you don't have to give up like, you know, those soccer games or like, you know, taking them to their after school courses, you know, if that means having to work a few hours later, like it's very, very open to, you know, that that whole part of being a mother in that kind of lifestyle. So, um, yeah. And I think also just having like the right benefits and having like providing just basic healthcare and like all the things, and that's not just for women, that's for everyone, you know, um, just don't ever skimp out on any of that and make, create a an environment that is friendly to these people. Don't just talk about it, but like, don't just talk, talk, walk the walk, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Cool. Lana, Jamie, anything else? No. I okay. Think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh how about um if there uh you know was a level playing field and I know that you know in in some cases it may yeah. feel like there is but you know um certainly at some points I'm sure that it doesn't feel like there is a level playing field for women in tech versus men. Um, uh, you know, what would be different if there was a level playing field? Like if all factors were equal, if, you know, women seem to get hired at, you know, the same rates as like, you know, the same opportunities seem to be open, you know, like how do you think the industry as a whole uh, would be different or these companies might be different? I'm going to go back to work-life balance. <laughs> um, simply because I think that would be something that, uh, you know, if there were more women in leadership and there were equal opportunities um, across the board, that there would be less of this, like, workaholic mentality. That, like, you have to live your job and your job is your, your one sole thing, you know? It's like... Um, understanding that humans need to have mul multiple interests and be multifaceted to live like a healthy, happy life. And a work-life balance is where that can come into play for sure. Um, and not to say that it, it isn't like that in a lot of places. I just know in the marketing industry, what I've experienced is a very toxic work environment, very unhealthy work-life balance experiences um, where you're expected to to you know clients say uh jump and you say how high so <laughs> I also normalizing resume gaps now because i think uh, you know for women who have children in a family and even for men honestly for anyone who has a family you know sometimes maybe they want to take some time to be with their family to take some trips to to just live their life a little bit or maybe they have a child who's sick and they need to like be there for them or a parent who's sick you know, just being more open and like seeing humans as humans and not just like producers, you know. Um, and also like if you do hire a woman, like understand like her experience and where she's coming from and don't be blind to some of the adversity she might experience, you know, just just try and do the best you can to like be a support system and an ally for those workers, you know, and you know, that should come naturally. That's cool. 
Yeah, I I definitely feel like as far as like playing field wise, like, yeah, it's not necessarily even for people to get in there. But I do appreciate the points of like, yeah, making sure that everybody's like uh, respected uh, and uh, knowing that there is uh, an environment that has that sort of um, that compassion. Uh, And I do feel like, yeah, uh, I I think off the bat, Amber, you had mentioned that like, yeah, if there were more women leaders that it, it, it may lead to more companies that are leading with like this sort of, um, idea of empathy and compassion as opposed to like you know sort of like yeah we've got to drive profits and results and everything and 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 it's funny because like those in my uh, you know opinion aren't at at odds um you know it's like the the more you can lead with compassion the more people care about you know potentially the organization want to be a part of and want to help it grow because they know that like there is an equal amount of respect so yeah, I mean, like if you have happy employees who want to stay with your company and who tout the, you know, aspects of your company to other people just naturally in conversation, like it's going to lead to the same level of revenue, if not more. And, and <clears throat> you know, with, with less turnover, you have, you know, less that you have to spend on constantly hiring new people and training them and all those things. Like it just, I think it's all, all around would be good for everybody. <laughs> Well, maybe that's just me. I don't know. Oh, definitely. The other thing that came to mind for me, too, if like if I think of if there was a level of playing field, what would it look like? Um, I think. And this is being very general, but I think in general, the tech industry m- may feel less. And I'm using this term here, like less wizard of Adi, Ozzy, if that makes sense, like <laughs> what's going on behind the curtain. You know, I think that um, what I've seen done really well, even some of the people on this team specifically, is being able to explain tech in a way that is very un- easily understandable, like 100% that makes sense. Um, I think there's tends to be um, sometimes the way things are explained or described almost tries to make it feel like only I'm going to understand this or, you know what I mean? I think there, there's still some of that happening. So I think having women in those roles um, would help that just make it feel more easy to understand a little less scary um, and more for, you know, again, just like generally people would understand it more and be a little less like, I don't know what's going on. If that makes sense. At all. <laughs> Sometimes I've had the family members that are like, wait, what do you do for a living again? Uh, and then I'll tell them, they'll be like, uh, what, right over my head. Yeah. My husband's the same way. He tells people that I, I design websites. And I'm like, I what? how many times have we talked about this? I have nothing to do with the design of the website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of my relatives in don't understand what I'm doing and what is my work about and once my friend asked me oh you have a lot of different cables in your backpack and i just was surprised what (laughs) Uh, so uh, maybe the like equality of women and men will like educate the whole like population what is technologies about Mm-hmm. Just uh, on the basic uh, like level, not even with deep understanding of the different technologies and everything. And um, like Amber, you mentioned about the revenue. I read somewhere that uh, companies that have more women in their uh, team has a bigger revenue comparing with the same team with only men i can't find uh, just uh, here what uh, was the statistics but i remember such point yes, i like it <laughs> that's awesome cool well i actually oh sorry go ahead. yeah and one thing uh, i just remember my husband told that uh, women make uh, the teams more structured and uh, to make processes more understandable and uh, I can find the word perfect. Like to make uh, things more smoother and uh, predictable, because um, he had uh, the experience with the only man team, and then some uh, women were involved, and uh, they say, "Oh, we have some more structures 
small processes and it's great. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it even opens up for a more diverse like client base because like we're working with um, a client that does like breastfeeding products, you know, so it's like you need women on the team who understand that process and like can really empathize and connect with the target audience, you know. Absolutely. Cool. Okay, great. I have one, you know, kind of final thing to, you know, um, like, you know, and, and final thoughts really, um, uh, for hopefully wrapping, you know, everything up here, but, um, you know, what are recommendations or feelings, uh, words of encouragement that you would say to, you know, I guess other women that are maybe trying to get into the industry, anything that you, you think would be helpful, motivating or otherwise. Trying to think of something we haven't already said. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I have one thing. I will just say it that uh, actually Matchbox uh, is uh, predominantly the Matchbox team is predominantly women, and that is a really important thing to me. I feel like in general, um, you know, yeah, uh, lots of wonderful, uh, you know, uh, diverse opinions, ideas. Uh, and just, you know, perspectives that we would absolutely never have if, you know, we didn't have the amazing members of our team. So thank you to all of you. I will say that. Uh, so, yeah. I feel like it has to be something really impactful, some sort of like, <laughs> cool no, <laughs> I think the thing is, really is like, there, you just got to go for it. You know, like, I feel like, and every woman is different, but a lot of times we try to really prepare ourselves in every way we can, learn everything we can, like be in the best position because we want to set ourselves up for success. But it's okay to just dive in and start somewhere. And again, always like have that self confidence and faith in yourself, you know, because at the end of the day, you are your biggest ally. You are the person who's going to push yourself to achieve the things you want. Um, and however that journey looks for you, you know, um, whether that's learning on your own, seeking a mentor, you know, um, or taking a class, whatever it is, just don't be afraid to make that first step because that is the hardest is taking that first step and truly believing that you have it within yourself to get there, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I myself am a perfectionist and I don't know if that's tends to be more of a female trait or not, but I'm a perfectionist. But in technology, you have to learn how to fail because you're you're gonna make mistakes or something, a test isn't gonna go the way you thought it was gonna go or, or something is gonna happen and go wrong and you're gonna break something or whatever. Don't be afraid to fail um, because I think everyone in this industry understands that failure is a part of it and like breaking things is a part of it because we don't learn new things by doing everything perfectly we learn new things by making mistakes and then fixing them um and that's been one of my hardest life lessons because i'm a perfectionist yeah me too and i totally understand this so and uh, for sure you need to be ready for mistakes and uh, don't express them as something really bad. No, it's part of the process. You need to be ready and uh, just fix them or try the other way. It's okay to have mistakes. And I think um, the uh, tech sphere is pretty stressful because of the uh, a lot of different situations that may come. And uh, just uh, think about what them like a process not like a failure that's that's great yeah and what i would say is very similar to what rachel was saying is just i mean just don't be scared of it it's just like learning anything else really you know so um just being open to jump in and learn and i love the points about you're going to fail because um <laughs> We've all seen that happen no matter where we've been, whether it's in tech or not. And so I do think it's refreshing that multiple people said that because it, it really made me think like it really is a part of the, the process and the work that we do every day. Like we're, there's going to be failures and all we do is learn from them. Um, so, yeah, I think just not being scared and um, just knowing that you'll, you will get it, you'll learn it and 
then you'll probably have to relearn something the next day because it changes so quick. <laughs> yes. yeah, I know with marketing specifically, like there are times that I get very, very, my stress level gets very, very high and I start to freak out about like, you know, meeting deadlines and whatever. And then I have to remind myself that <clears throat> this doesn't apply to everyone in tech because a lot of tech does save lives, but in marketing, I'm not saving lives. Like my job, I am not like in the ER, you know, yelling clear. Like I, this, you know, I can close it up, give myself a breather and come back to it later. Mm -hmm. So also like, I just thought of this one, a big thing is always vouch for your worth. Like when it comes to your salary, when it comes to your benefits, like, you know, you, you have a voice and as a woman, sometimes we are in certain you know, situations gonna see that there is a difference when it comes to like our male counterparts. Hopefully you join a company that, you know, has good values and that's not gonna be something you have to deal with. But if it does happen, always stand up for yourself and remember what you're worth, you know? Cool. Awesome. Yeah, all right. Well, th th that those were all wonderful points. And honestly, this has been like, uh, this has been really cool. And and actually the most amount of guests uh, I've had on the podcast so far. So this is, this is really great. Um, but to yeah, Amber, Jamie, Alana, Rachel, um, I really I uh, so much appreciate uh, all of you participating. And, uh, and really, and, and this is, uh, this was a lot of fun. So thank you. Thank you. It was fun. Yeah. Happy International Women's Day to all the women. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Awesome. Well, this has been another episode of Mix and Matchbox. I'm your host, Brent Feldman, and we will be back again with more content. Please like and subscribe. Thanks.